boys, welcome back. Episode 114 of the Booth Review Podcast. I am, as always, your host, Brendan Ouellette. And uh, unfortunately, without Seth Hellman today, Seth is traveling and we just could not find the time to hop on uh, the podcast together. He'll be back next week, obviously, for episode 115 in the week three pick em. But the show must go on. It is Sunday morning. We're going to bang out a quick pick em episode for you um so seth will not be on this episode however i'll still be announcing his picks for him and if you follow us on tiktok and are following along with the season-long tiktok pick em, which is no different than the podcast pick em, it's just shortened versions of the podcast seth was kind enough to record a video um of himself announcing his picks that will be available on the tiktok so you can go and see it um but on the podcast will be just me today so Hopefully should be a shorter episode. Of course, I said I'll probably talk for the next hour and a half about uh, the slate today, but I'm going to try and keep it brief, uh, briefly run over the picks um, and briefly dive into some of the stuff that we saw last week. Obviously, without Seth here, there's no back and forth that you all come here for every week, so it's probably going to be shorter. Um, that being said, let's recap what happened last week. So rough, 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 rough week, um, to start out the pick'em season, um, especially on my end, um, Seth ended up coming out of the week above 500. So, um, kudos to him. He had a, he had a decent week. Um, but notoriously week one is not our best week of pick'em. I mean, I, I believe I put out a statement after week one of last season because of how poorly I performed in the pick'em. We always tend to turn it around as the season goes on. Um, so just I ask that you bear with us as our records are not 1,000% reflective of our ample knowledge of football. Um, so, yeah, rough rough week last week, weird week. I went 5-10-1, of course. We say this every year, and there's always a tie in week one that, of course, we have to deal with the with the one tie on the end of the record. Um, and like, I don't know, I guess we should technically count that as a loss because we picked one team to win and they didn't win, but they didn't really lose either. So I don't know that that's a loss. So we'll keep the one there. Um, five, 10 and one for my record. Seth went eight, seven and one. Um, pretty much beat me on all the games we disagreed on, I think. that leave me about three games behind him right now. Um, so yeah, he comes out of the week 500. Um, I'm staring at a, at a, pretty sizable hole that I have to dig myself out of here in week two but um, I think that it is indeed possible I'm already off to a strong start as Thursday night football has already happened um, and I predicted that correctly which we'll get into in a minute Um, but yeah week one was weird and I guess I'll talk more about the individual teams and how they looked as we roll through the pick them but yeah I'm sure you all saw definitely a weird week one Um, hoping we can get some more consistency and stability in week two but I guess we'll have to see in a couple hours when the games kick off. So with that being said, week two, NFL, pick them. Let's roll right into it. Thursday night football, Chiefs and Chargers. Obviously, this game has already happened. Uh, Like I said, Seth was traveling. We were not able to record a podcast before Thursday night football. We did make our picks before, obviously, um, but we'll announce them um, now. Uh, because we did not have the chance to earlier. Um, I had the Chiefs. Um, I thought that was a pretty straightforward pick. Um, a lot of people were heavy on the Chargers, but I don't know. I just I, I still think that the Chargers have a ways to go. They almost lost that game against the Raiders. I didn't see that 
any any way really that the that the Chiefs were gonna were gonna drop one to the Chargers there. Um, so I took the Chiefs. Uh, pretty straightforward pick for me. I took them to cover as well. That was my best bet. Um, and both those things ended up happening. Seth actually took the Chargers. Um, so I can, I can understand the rationale behind that pick. Certainly. I mean, the chargers have given the chiefs trouble in the past, but, um, but yeah, I don't know. I took the chiefs. So we split on that one and I ended up getting, getting the better of Seth there. Um, so yeah, only one game that has already happened. So let's roll into the Sunday games. Now going to start it off Patriots and Steelers. Uh, I'm taking the Steelers here. Uh, the way that the Patriots looked last week is concerning to me. I was high on them in last episode coming into the season. My preseason prediction for them was actually better than last year. Um, but I'm, I, that is, I've done a quick 180 on that, um, on that thinking. I don't think that the Patriots are, are just going to be good. I mean, I think the biggest issue is coaching because they have a really talented group. Um, and I think that individually at each position, we're kind of checking all the boxes in terms of the criteria that we'd like to meet, um, for talent. I mean, your running back room is fantastic. You know, Damian Harris, really consistent runner, good red zone guy. Um, and then Ramondre Stevenson could argue that he's even better. And, you know, obviously he's sitting behind, um, Harris right now, but Ramondre Stevenson is, is definitely a capable RB one in new England. If, if you were to be thrusted into that position, um, wide receivers, you went and got depth, you know, you got a wide receiver, one in Devonte Parker. Um, you still have Jacoby Myers. You have Kendrick Bourne. That wide receiver room is, is deep. Um, Mac Jones, I think is a really capable quarterback. Um, there's a lot of knocks on his game, which I, which I understand. And when comparing him to some of his, you know, fellow young quarterbacks. I don't think that he holds a candle to what guys like Justin Herbert, Patrick Mahomes, um, Tua are doing. Granted, I'm not a Tua fan, but um, but Tua definitely looked better than better than him last Sunday. Um, but yeah, I think Mac Jones is once again another capable quarterback. And your defense, your defense is fine. I mean, you held the Dolphins to 20 points. That's not impressive. Um, to to for the Dolphins to put up 20. The scary thing is the Patriots only scored seven. Uh, it, it was an ugly game start to finish for the Patriots. And I really question the play calling. I think you need to get Kendrick Bourne way more involved than he already is. I mean, you saw it towards the end of the season um, last year in into the postseason against the Bills. Kendrick Bourne was, was an animal. Um, he was eating up receptions and eating up targets. Um, and he's a he's a yards after catch kind of guy. And you just did not use him at all against Miami. I think he was only targeted, you know, a small handful of times. Um, and, you know, just coaching decisions that I was really concerned with. I feel like the Dolphins had a replacement cornerback um, playing opposite Howard and they targeted Howard the whole game. Uh, they weren't even testing out this young guy who was clearly inexperienced and we could have clearly taken advantage of. And, and we didn't even look to that side of the field. So I don't know. I was frustrated watching the Patriots game. And I think I'm going to continue to be frustrated at least for a few weeks until they figure it out. The Steelers just took the defending AFC champions to um, a pretty fierce overtime game and ended up coming out victorious in a crazy Missed kicks. I mean, we'll get into that when we talk more about the Bengals. Um, but I like the Steelers in this spot. I really do. I think that the Steelers are hot right now and the Patriots are still figuring things out. 
Um, and I think it's going to get worse for the Patriots before it gets better. So, you know, give me the Steelers against the Patriots today. And, um, and Seth has the Patriots, um, which is shocking to me because Seth has always been um, fade the Pats kind of guy. But Seth's taking the Patriots. So definitely an interesting matchup that we're going to see today. Um, I'm excited to watch this game. I think it's going to be good football. Um, I think that it's going to be tight and close, probably reminiscent of the Steelers game last week. I don't think that the Steelers are going to run away with this. I hate the lines on this game, so I'm just going to stay away from that. Um, my best bet for this game is Patriots team total under 21. They were only able to put up a touchdown against the Dolphins. Steelers defense is is good. Granted, TJ Watt is out, but I still think that they're going to be able to manage without him. Mika Fitzpatrick looked phenomenal against the Bengals. I see no reason why he won't continue his production against the Patriots today. Um, and I think that, you know, even if the Patriots do squeak out a weird victory, I don't see that they're going to score three touchdowns in this game. I just don't. I think it's going to be like a middle teens kind of game. I would, I would say like 17, 14 Steelers, um, which would in turn give you the under as well, but I'm just not confident in anything about the spread or the point total in this game. So just give me the Patriots team total under 21. I think I'm confident that the Steelers can shut them down. Okay, moving on, Panthers and Giants. This one's another weird one for me. I would just like to preface everything by saying that I hate the slate in week two. I don't like it. A lot of my best bets don't have spreads or point totals. So just prefacing everything by saying that I hate the slate this week, but we're going to roll with it. Um, so Panthers and Giants. Giants are coming off a shocking upset victory. Um, over the Tennessee Titans, a game that really they should not have won. Um, another game that was won um, by special teams, I think. Titans had a lead early in that game and just took the foot off the gas and left the door open for the Giants. Um, I'm going to take the Panthers in this one. I think that the offense showed promise in the second half against Cleveland last week. Um, they were down by a pretty sizable margin and came back and, and took the lead late. And then again, lost on a game winning field goal. It was special teams in week one. Um, but I think that this is a great bounce back spot for the Panthers. I think you couldn't have asked for a better, um, game after kind of a upsetting loss at home in Charlotte. Um, and I like the connection between Baker Mayfield and Robbie Anderson. I think Robbie Anderson can explode for some yardage. Um, he's a big play specialist and Baker's got a decent arm. Um, so I think they're, they're really going to get after the, uh, the giants today. Um, so I'm taking the Panthers. Uh, Seth is also going to be taking the Panthers. That one to me is a no brainer. Again, if the giants come out and win and they shock us again, like this is a different story we're telling coming into week three, but I, I genuinely think the Panthers have a decent shot at this one. Um, again, not confident in the spread totals for either of these. I believe that the line is even right now. So it's just a pick them. Um, but again, obviously I'm picking the Panthers to win the game. Um, so yes, I would in turn be taking Panthers, um, just on the money line basically is what it is, but I'm going to actually go for Saquon Barkley over 78 and a half rushing yards. He ate up yards last week against the Titans, ate them up. And the Panthers run defense was soft against the Browns last week. I think he's going to – I I see him breaking 100 rushing yards again today. Um, 
I think getting in the end zone is going to be difficult for the Giants against the Panthers. And I think that, again, this one could be another low scoring affair, like, you know, point total reaching around 40 between the two teams is probably what I'd see. But um, for my best bet in this game, I do like Saquon going over 78 and a half rushing yards. Okay, moving along, Browns and Jets. Uh, This one's another weird game. Um, The Browns snuck away with a victory last week against the Panthers team that we just talked about. And the Jets were steamrolled by Lamar Jackson and the Baltimore Ravens. Um, Give me the Browns here. This one to me is a no-brainer. I just, I mean, it's the Jets. There's... There's not much that I have to say about that. Um, my best bet for this game, Nick Chubb over 83 and a half rushing yards. Again, don't love the spread. Um, I don't have confidence in a Cleveland Browns team really without um, their QB one to cover a seven point spread. Um, again, it could be a situation like Baltimore last week where they win by multiple touchdowns, or this could be a closer game. I do see the Jets keeping this one kind of close. Um, so I'm going to err on the side of caution and say Nick Chubb over 83 and a half rushing yards had a monster week last week. I think he'll come back again against a softer run defense and do the same. And Seth is taking the Browns. So uh, give me the Browns against the Jets today. Okay, next game, Colts, Jaguars, two winless teams. Colts tied the Texans last week in that crazy overtime game. Um, and the Jaguars actually had a chance to beat the commanders and I had them beating the commanders in the pick them, um, but they fell short. I'm going to take the Colts here. Um, Colts definitely disappointed, um, but I think that this is a good bounce back spot against the Jaguars. Again, like I said, Colts uh, last year's pick them end of the season, Colts and Jaguars always play good games. This is a tight spread three points. Um, I'm going to take the Colts to cover. Um, I could again, see this one being close, but Jaguars and Commanders was a close spread last week, and I had the Jaguars, and they were, even if they lost that game, it looks for the longest time like they were going to cover. It looks like it was going to be like a one, two-point game, and then Commanders blew it wide open with a touchdown at the end of the game. Um, so that was a little bit disappointing. But, um, but yeah, I, I like the Colts in this spot. Um, I'm weary, again, of the spread, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take it. I think three points is, is coverable. Um, especially coming off of a tie in a game that they probably should have won and they didn't look great. I think that you're going to see a bounce back spot here. Jonathan Taylor probably in store for a big day. Um, And Seth is taking the Colts as well. So, um, so yeah, moving on to the next game, we've got the Miami Dolphins and the Baltimore Ravens. Uh, This is going to be a really good game. This is going to be a weird one too, because these are two similar quarterbacks, similar style quarterbacks and mobile quarterbacks. Um, two similar offenses. You got a young coach in Miami um, and both teams coming off of a win um, and pretty comfortable wins, too. So I think that we're going to see a we're going to see a decent game between these two. Um, I'm going to take the Ravens. Uh, I, I really like Lamar this year. I've been down on Lamar on this podcast before, but I really like Lamar. Um, looks good against the Jets. Uh, you know, is that saying a lot because it's the Jets? Probably not. But he did look good. He did what he had to do. Um, and you know, with all of his contract stuff going on, he's, he's, you know, out for blood this year. So I most definitely see him having a big day. Um, and I love Ravens minus three and a half. I'm going to take them with the points. Uh, I think that they cover this game pretty handily. Uh, I think it could be a high scoring affair too. I think the Ravens could put up some points here. 
Um, so, you know, give me the Ravens against the Dolphins. Seth is also going to take the Ravens. All right, next game, Bucks and Saints. This one's interesting. Uh, Bucks did not look great against the Cowboys. They only put up 19 in a game that they probably should have put up 30-plus. Uh, and the Saints looked good. Uh, the Saints obviously were losing for the majority of the second half against the Falcons, came back and won that game. Uh, and they put up a lot of points. Their off- the offense looked good. I-, I actually really liked the way that Jameis played. Um, again, uh, do ev- did everything he needed to do kind of guy to get the win. He's not like a guy that's going to go out and throw for 500 yards every game, but like he can get you wins. Um, the Saints always give the Bucks trouble, but I'm weary of this this spread it's almost too close two and a half points bucks are favored um i'm gonna reluctantly take the buccaneers here i with everything going on with brady and and something came out today about him getting wednesdays off because he's a veteran i think that's so fucking stupid um just a lot of drama already out of the tom brady camp coming into the season we're only one week in um, and I feel like we've got a season's worth storyline of just drama on Brady's side. But I think this Bucks team is just more talented than the Saints still. Um, but I wouldn't count the Saints out in this game either. I mean, Michael Thomas, Alvin Kamara, Chris Olave, uh, Jameis Winston, uh, they, they have the pieces necessary to win this game. So I wouldn't be shocked to see the Saints win this one. But I'm going to stick with the Buccaneers in this spot. So give me Bucks over Saints. And Seth is also taking the Bucks over the Saints. Okay. Next game is Lions and Commanders. Um, I'm going to go with the Lions. They actually gave Philadelphia somewhat of a game um, at the end of the fourth quarter there. They kept it close. The Eagles did not cover the spread. The Lions covered the spread. Um, and I sent Seth this stat earlier this week. The Lions are favored at home for the first time in like X amount of years or something. It's like they have not been favored at home in a game for so long. Um, so I really like the Lions in this spot. I, they put up 35 points against a really good Eagles team. I think they're going to roll the commanders. I really do. I think that this is a great spot for them to pick up their first win of the season. I was big on the Lions coming into the year. I think I, think I have my records here. Do I have them going nine and eight? Let me check. I have all my loose pieces of paper here. Yeah, the Lions going nine and eight. Um, and they were very close to getting one of those nine projected wins last week. I think that they're going to pick up their first here today. Um, so, yeah, give me the Lions over the Commanders. And Seth is also taking the Lions. Okay, next game, 49ers and Seahawks. This is a classic let down spot for me for the Seahawks everybody's big on the Seahawks and Geno Smith after that Monday night football game when they came out and they beat the Broncos I think a lot of the money in my opinion a lot of money is going to be coming in on Seattle and everybody's going to be picking Seattle to win this game because 49ers lost to the Bears in an ugly looking game and everybody's calling for Trey Lance's head Seahawks huge Monday night football victory um, and they're rolling into this game hot and I think we're going to flip-flop here I'm taking the 49ers all day. This one's a no-brainer to me. This is a huge bounce-back spot for the 49ers and a huge letdown spot for the Seattle Seahawks. So give me the 49ers. That's a no-brainer. Um, hate the spread in this game. It's way too many points. I believe that the Niners are favored by nine. Um, that is way too many points. They probably they might cover. They might not. Um, just not confident enough to put any of my own money on it. But um, it's looking like George Kittle is going to be out for this game. So once again, Debo Samuel is going to have um, a busy day. 
uh, I would anticipate both in the air and on the ground. Um, 49ers starting running back also out, if I'm if I'm correct. I think he got hurt in the second half of that game or like second quarter of that game. And um, and I believe that he's out for this game. So um, I think the job goes to Debo Samuel. Debo Samuel is is being used as a Cordero Patterson in, in San Francisco, had more rushing yards than receiving last week. Um, the line for his over under on rushing yards, 37 and a half. I think he had 60 last week. I think he breaks that with ease. You might see him get a touchdown in the air and on the ground, but I love Debo Samuel over 37 and a half rushing yards. That to me is a lock. That would be my best bet for this game. Um, but again, I love the 49ers in the spot. I really love the 49ers. It's a huge bounce back spot for them. I'd put a, I'd put money on them. Um, I would definitely back them. Big question about Trey Lance. Um, I am in the Jimmy G camp when it comes to who should be the starter in San Francisco. I see no reason why Jimmy G should have lost his job. I understand that you drafted Trey Lance um, and that he's uh, was a big name coming out of, you know, an FCS school uh, and was a top three pick in the NFL draft and has sat behind Jimmy G now for a year. And you feel that it's his time to come in. I don't, I understand. I don't think that we should be knocking Trey Lance as much as he's being knocked after that game. I mean, that game was a monsoon. Um, and I mean, you saw it when the bears won the game and they all slid into the end zone. It was like a water slide, just water shooting up. So the conditions were not great for a quarter for any player in that game, but especially for a quarterback, especially a young quarterback starting his first NFL game. Um, so I don't see any reason to knock Trey Lance's game, but on the other side of that, you have Jimmy Garoppolo, who took you to a Super Bowl and took you to the NFC Championship last year. I see no reason why he should have lost his job. Um, and I I think that if the 49ers come out, lay another goose egg in this one and go 0-2, then you should heavily consider going back to Jimmy G. I don't think that that's going to happen, but I just don't see any reason why Jimmy G should have lost his job yet. Um, I understand that Trey, you want to get Trey Lance in there and you drafted him for a reason, and that's fine, but... I think you had a pretty capable quarterback in Jimmy Garoppolo, and I see no reason why he should be uh, backing up Trey Lance right now. So that's my two cents on that matter. But, yeah, give me the 49ers in that spot. Okay, next game, Rams-Falcons. Defending Super Bowl champions lost to a very hot Bills team um, to start the season on Thursday Night Football. They get a soft Falcons team as a bounce bag here. Love, love, love the Rams in this spot. So I'm going to take the Rams over the Falcons. No brainer for me. Um, like I mentioned, I kind of hate the lines in all these games. Rams minus 10. I don't have too much confidence in that right now, um, especially because the Falcons kept the Saints game close. I, I don't think that the Saints covered the spread. I think the Falcons ended up covering in week one um, and the Rams obviously didn't cover in week one. They were were they favored by two and a half or they might've been underdogs anyway, they got blown out by the bills. So it doesn't matter. Um, but yeah, don't, I, you know, when I haven't seen a team cover a spread yet in the season, I'm not going to be quick to take them to cover in their next game. So that being said, my best bet for this game is a Cooper cup. Anytime touchdown. I think it's clear that he's, you know, again, just going to be a monster with receptions, receiving yards, whatever it may be. His um, yardage total was set at 95 and a half. The last time I checked, that's a lot for me to take. I know that he averaged like a hundred plus last year, but that's still a lot for me to take, especially with this team coming off of a loss. I considered Daryl Henderson getting in the end zone or his rushing yards total. Um, 
but I like Cooper Cup anytime touchdown more because I think that the Rams are going to look to run the score up against the Falcons. Um, and I think that he's the guy that they're going to look to in the red zone. Um, so give me a Cooper Cup anytime touchdown. Um, and Seth is taking the Rams as well. Okay, next game, Raiders and Cardinals. A lot of buzz around this game for multiple reasons. Number one, the whole thing with Kyler Murray needing study hours in the offseason because he played too much Call of Duty. Um, there's a new, uh, there's a new call of duty coming out this weekend, I guess. Um, or, or some, it's like, it's like one of those things where you can't play the game after a certain date. It's like a test or something, a beta beta. Um, so it comes out for like a weekend, um, and then it's, it's shut off. And I heard someone say that it's, it was released like Friday morning at midnight or something, or like Thursday night at midnight, I think, and was only available until like Sunday at 10 AM, which was now. So a lot of people were saying, oh, Kyler Murray's going to spend the whole weekend like playing video games and like he's not going to be prepared for this game. Um, I'm kind of buying into that, but kind of not. I, I could easily see how this could be one of those things where there's like this crazy social media narrative and then the Cardinals come out and blow out the Raiders, which in the back of my mind, I see that happening. Um, I definitely could see them covering a five and a half point spread. They're five and a half point dogs right now. I could easily see them coming out and covering that. Um, but the other storyline, the one that I'm buying more into is Devontae Adams' grandparents are coming to watch him play live in person for the first time ever. They've never seen him play like in-person football. Um, and they're coming to the game this weekend. That one for me, I'm buying into. I think it's going to be a big day for Devontae Adams. Seth and I talked about this earlier this week in terms of betting, take Devontae Adams over everything. Um, again, his yardage total set at like 95 and a half. That's a lot of yards for me to for me to lay some money down on the anytime touchdown. Again, that one's always a gamble. I love over seven and a half receptions. Even back in his Green Bay days, he was good for double digit receptions every game. I think seven and a half is a pretty low total of total for him. I could see him getting 10 plus receptions in this game, especially with his grandparents watching him for the first time. I think that Derek Carr is going to be feeding him the ball. So that's my best bet. Devontae Adams over seven and a half. And um, I am going to take the Raiders over the Cardinals, kind of taking a gamble on that one. But I think it's the safer bet, especially because Seth is taking the Raiders as well. And I need to make up some ground on him. So um, if I wanted to err on the riskier side, I would probably take the uh, Cardinals. But uh, but give me the Raiders over the Cardinals here. I'm going to I'm going to just, you know, follow the crowd on that one. OK. Next game, Texans and Broncos. Texans coming off of a tie. Broncos coming off of a shocking, shocking loss. I think it's a bounce back, bounce back spot for the Broncos. Um, you can say the same thing about the Texans because that was a game that, again, they could have won and they didn't. Um, they didn't lose it either, though. So um, do with that what you will. But I am going to take the Broncos against the Texans. Seth doing the same thing. Don't have any confidence in really any bets in this game. I'm going to take the under 45 and a half. I think this is going to be an uglier game. Um, Broncos offense did not look great on Monday night football. Texans offense did not look great. Obviously, I think that was one that we were more expecting. Um, I think that this is going to bubble right around that over under total. But I'm going to say it's going to slightly go under. I've got like 24, 20. Um, so that would be under 45 and a half. And uh, yeah, give me the Broncos over the Texans. Okay, next game, Cincinnati Bengals, Dallas Cowboys. I'm hammering the Bengals here. This one, extremely confident in. I 
saw from a mile away at the Steelers Bengals game. Go back and listen to the last podcast. I said Steelers are going to cover that spread with ease, defending Super Bowl runner ups, almost never covered the spread in week one, and they outright lost the game. Um, but it's a bounce back spot, and the Cowboys looked horrible, just horrible. And we said that we thought the Cowboys weren't going to have a good year, they just have no pieces, they have absolutely nothing, and they look disgusting. Um, against the the Bucks last week. So I see no difference here. I love the Bengals. That's a bounce back spot for them. So, you know, I'm hammering the Bengals everything and I am confident in this spread. Seven and a half points. I think the Bengals will cover that with ease. That offense can come to life if you want it to. I think it's going to be a big day for Jamar, big day for Joe Mixon, big day for Joe Burrow, big day for the Bengals defense. Um, so I love the Bengals here. So give me the Bengals over the Cowboys um, and Seth is going to do the same. All right, last game in the Sunday slate, Sunday night football, Packers, Bears, Bears coming off of a surprising victory, Packers laid a complete goose egg. Um, I think it's going to be a long season for the Packers if this continues. Um, the dropped passes by the rookie wide receivers last week, Aaron Rodgers looked frustrated, um, rightfully so. Um, so I do have reason to be skeptical about the Green Bay Packers moving forward. However, Aaron Rodgers owns the Bears. He owns the Bears, literally owns the Bears. Like, cannot lose a game against the Chicago Bears. Sunday night football coming off of a loss against the rival Chicago Bears. Back Aaron Rodgers in the spot. I am going to take the Packers. Uh, my best bet is an Aaron Jones anytime touchdown. He always comes alive in night games for some reason i'm thinking back to i think it was last season or maybe two seasons ago now he had like four touchdowns on sunday night football um and that is minus 125 right now i think so that's a pretty safe bet i think he finds his way in the end zone i would also consider an aj Dillon touchdown um but not going to um not going to put money on that because obviously he's the backup running back but I love the Packers in this spot. Just love the Packers. Not much, more, not much more to say. Seth is going to take the Packers as well. All right, moving on to a weird two-slated Monday night football. We've got Bills and Titans. The Bills looked like the best team in football last week. Um, and I think they're going to roll again this week. Give me the Bills over the Titans. And I think the Bills are going to cover that 10-point spread with ease. Um, and Seth is taking the Bills as well. And then finally, Vikings and Eagles. This is set to be a really, really good game. I'm excited for this one. Vikings are, are um, riding high after that victory over the Packers. And their offense looks like what their offense should always look like with all those pieces, Justin Jefferson, Adam Thielen, um, Dalvin Cook, Alexander Madison. They looked unbelievable against the Packers. Unbelievable. Um, but the Eagles looked just as good. You know, put up 38 points. Granted, it was the Lions, but they put up 38 points and Jalen Hurts was a monster. This game, I think is going to be really good. I would consider looking at the over here, um, but I'm actually going to take the Vikings over the Eagles in the upset spot. Vikings plus two. I think that that's going to be a lock. Um, Seth is also going to be taking the Vikings. Things is going to be maybe candidate for game of the week. Who knows? Um, but yeah, give me the Vikings over the Eagles here. And that concludes the week two slate. Uh, ran through that relatively quickly. Um, so yeah, we're hoping for a better week two than a week one. As a reminder, I am five, 10 and one Seth is eight, seven and one. Um, and we will update everybody on the records following week two. We'll probably do a week two recap week three, pick them earlier in the week this week. So be on the lookout for that, but that's all I've got right now. That's really all I've got. Um, again, tough, tough week one, but we're looking for a bounce back in week two.
So yeah, that's that's pretty much all I've got. So um, yeah, shorter episode uh, without Seth here, but he'll be back next week. So uh, so yeah, and if you want the shortened versions of these podcasts, you don't want to sit through you know half hour to hour long episodes of us talking about you know the in depth analysis of all these games. Just head on over to the TikTok, give us a follow on TikTok, and um, and you can watch the shortened minute minute and a half versions of these podcasts which um i like that we're doing this year because you know it's, you know listening to the, the full-length episodes isn't for everybody but if you still want to hear the picks and you still want some advice um on which way we're leaning on these games then you can get that in 90 seconds so yeah that's pretty much all we've got though so thank you so much everybody for listening episode 114 of the booth review podcast will be back for episode 115 in a few days um and until then tiktok instagram youtube all of that go follow like subscribe do everything that you can um wiffle ball content is still coming out don't forget about that even though it is football season wiffle ball videos are still coming out diamondbacks yankees final regular season slate will be on youtube uh in the next 48 72 hours uh, still finishing up that video um and then we're moving into the postseason which is going to be very exciting to put those videos out as well so lots of content coming out so just you know, keep up to date on all of that and uh yeah that's all we've got Thanks so much for